I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I'm joined by gorgeous reality TV star and now podcaster, Chloe Brockett. Um, and we are, like her podcast says, setting the record straight about a <laughs> lot of stuff. So I wanted to ask about your time on Celebs Go Date. And did you love it? Did you enjoy it? Would you recommend other people do it? I don't know. I want all the goss. Yeah, so I absolutely loved it. Honestly, I felt like it was so fun. And my actual favourite time of filming it, I don't particularly love dates, so I don't know why I agreed to do it. But my best time of filming it was when we was in the agency. I just loved it. I had the best time. But then how fun is Tom, though? Because I would love... He's like it all the time. He's honestly like it 24-7. I see him and I thought, surely this has got to be like a bit of a character. He's like it 24-7. He's the kindest person I've ever met in my life. Oh, and he seems that way and he's so softly spoken. And obviously I've had Anna and Paul on the mm-hmm. podcast as well. Um, was it Paul when you've done it? Yeah, it was Anna yeah. and Paul. They are yeah. just honestly like all of them. They're the most amazing people. Like whoever's got them on there, they've got just literally the, the, the best idea to have them there because they're amazing. They're so kind. They give the best advice. Like I know that sometimes Paul clashes with people that are like the cast, but it's only because he's wants he wants the best for them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. And you can tell that they're such... Like, yeah. and also they're taking their jobs really seriously. Like they're not there as a celeb. Like they're there as like a relationship coach, like a therapist, whatever. Like they yeah. they have to be very protective over that because it's their name on the at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. And like even straight away, like I'd gone from doing Towie for so like so long to going on to Celebs Go Dating. It was sort of the first sort of big show that was other than Towie that I'd done. And I went on there and I was just so in like the Chloe B, bitchy persona. And I remember Paul was just like, Chloe, just be yourself. Like the person we see when there's not a camera in front of you is lovely. And I just remember crying my eyes out going, no one wants to watch that person. And he was like, Chloe, we do. Like we, yeah. And I feel like that actually made me change the way I was on, t- on, on Towie, to be honest yeah. with you, because I was so in my own mind of like being a character that when I spoke to someone like Paul, who'd never met me before, and was like, you're so sweet and so kind, please don't be like that. It made me act a bit differently. So I was really grateful for meeting them. Yeah, and on it, that's so lovely. Like, and it does strike me as such a Paul thing to do. But you know, honestly, mate, like I was in a very similar position myself. Like, you create this persona and you put your armor up and you think like the witty one-liners and like the bitchy put downs or whatever are what people want to see. And yeah, somewhere along the line, like you 
lose a bit of your sense of self, you know, you forget what you actually are underneath it all and you just perform whenever there's a camera on you, you know, and give the people what you think they want. And it's very difficult to differentiate and work out where like, you know, Volcano Vicky or Chloe B or whatever it is finishes and Vicky and Chloe start, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, you know, when I was filming on Celebs Go Dating, I'd almost turned into a bit of like a caricature of myself. Yeah. Because I was very like, you know, I felt even silly things like this, I would never have come on a podcast with like my hair looking like shit, no makeup on or well, I've got a bit, but no eyelashes. And I just, I wouldn't have done that because I felt, oh no, I can't have people seeing me like this. Do you know what I mean? It like, was, that was part of your armour, Claw. It was part and of your armour. Now, even sometimes I film with no makeup on and I just think now I've sort of started to sort of like, I don't know, maybe take my walls down a little bit. I feel yeah. like it's a long time it took a really long time but I feel like I'm slowly becoming the person that I'd like to be I feel like it's took quite a long time to do that but I'm much more comfortable in who I am now and you can see that and you see real like glimmers of this like gorgeous kind very like you know a good friend you see it all coming through me and like I for one am like really proud because it took me a lot longer to do the things that you're doing so yeah I would you're welcome and give yourself some grace as well mate it's very hard like when a camera's shoved in your face you want to perform you want to be the person that you think everybody wants to see it's really difficult to just kind of take a breath and take a beat and be like actually no I'm going to be who I want to be yeah and I think as well like it's so easy to make mistakes like especially when you're young like everybody makes these mistakes but the difference is like my first real experiences of going to nightclubs legally, obviously I was a bit young, I used to love going out on a folk ID. But what I'm saying is my first experience of these is being on Tower. I started at 18 and like all these things like and the mistakes that I've made, I'm not saying that any of them are good because they're not, but they're also just because I'm a human, you know? And I'm sure. like, some people just completely forget my age with things. I'm not saying I was all down to, I was young, I was young, but I know. For some nah, it's a wicked excuse, mate. It is a wicked excuse. So <laughs> yeah, a bit of suck. I was only 19. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm so here for that as well. Like yeah. my, I, when I started doing George Shaw, I was like, what, 22? And yeah. I, even though I felt like I had it all figured out, like you just absolutely don't. And you grow and you learn. And as you get older, you look back and you think, Jesus Christ, was I really wearing that and saying that and kissing him? But you were, because I don't yeah. know anyone at 19 or 20 or 21 or 22 who has got it all figured out and is a perfect version of themselves, because that's just bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You've and I got think to make mistakes. I was never going to go on to Tawi at 18 and be like this wholesome, well-rounded person. It just wasn't going to be a thing. Do you know what I mean? Sipping your green juice, going to yeah. yoga and like, yeah. not, like just saying all the right things. No, honestly, 36, <laughs> babe, still not that person. So give you, <laughs> give you, give us a break. <laughs> So, Chloe, when I announced on my Instagram that you were coming on the podcast, everybody was very excited. I did have a couple of really cute ones that I shouldn't really read. Some girl did say, is your back sore from Carrie and Towie? Which I laughed at. Um, but I got to, I put, picked out some really good ones and I wondered if you could answer them. So, first one, what is the hardest part about being on reality TV and social media? I think it's the fact that it can be so rewarding at times but also absolutely so hard at times and I feel like often I find it hard to moan about the things that I'm going through because say for example 
I'm like, oh, I've I done this bit of filming. People are trolling me. And I look at my friend who works in an office and she's like, get a life. Do you yeah. know what? I, I think that's one of the hardest things for me because it's like we're so fortunate in so many ways. And I feel like I feel quite like selfish from moaning. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially around people that I know may hate their jobs. For example, my mum, she works and she's like, oh, right, Chloe, like, get a life. You've got you've got a nice life. Like, what are you moaning for? And yeah. she's always keeps me very grounded. She's always very honest. But I think sometimes you think, yeah, I know that I'm grateful. I know that. And I know that I'm lucky. But also sometimes I just don't want to get trolled by Susan. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, honestly, I, I can relate. I remember once I was crying. It was when I lived in Brentwood and I was in my flat and I was sobbing. I'd been papped in a B flat and the pictures are awful. And I remember thinking I was in canny good nick at the time. Like, yeah, you always, it's always, yeah. you look unreal. I look in the mirror, I look fantastic. Yeah. A pap picture, I think, what the, what is that? Like, no, I know. And but, I was crying at the time. And I, was, I remember, and I, I literally was crying. And I was saying, like, is there anything we can do to get them taken down? I was on the phone to me agent. Everybody's seen this. I didn't look like this. It's not fair. Like, you know, you're in your own head. You're pr- protesting your innocence. Like, I was just in a, a fitness retreat. I'm sure these aren't. Honestly, I was going for it. And I got off the phone and my mom, clearly saying I was visibly upset, just yeah. went, you need to get a life. There's people dying. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. That is my mom. And I was like, all right, Carol. And she's so right. You know, in the big scheme of things, this isn't massive. But when you're young and you're seeing these like horrible pictures of you splashed everywhere that you don't think are accurately representing you, it is very difficult to see the wood for the tree. So, yeah, yeah I I hear you, girl. Um, <laughs> Somebody else wanted to know how you handle the backlash. I suppose we've kind of been through that. You know, it seems like you're in a very good place, mate. Mm-hmm. feels like you're sort of content with who you are and you know not everyone's gonna like you but that is still quite a good question I think what I try to do is as well like say for example if there's something being terrible right about me in the press what you tend to or I tend to do is is google myself and I'll try and read every single article and I'm like oh my god another one another one another one and then I'll try try and remind myself actually I don't think my neighbor's doing that I don't think around me is doing that I highly doubt that anyone is sitting there googling Chloe Brockett on repeat so for what I'm seeing I don't think that many people are and it's not that big in anyone else's mind as it is in my own yeah that's good get a bit of perspective that's really smart (laughs) Um, I also like to go down the wormhole when I see one I'm like oh no how many people are saying horrible things about me (laughs) Um, I've never gone as far as to read the comments on the Daily Mail though I draw the line there Oh, I think that's just bottom barrel. I just honestly think the people that do that, I just, I imagine them to be like some horrible man sitting on the sofa with a tray over his lap, eating fish fingers. Like that. (laughs) You've got to say, I always say it's some fucking middle-aged single fella still living in his Mars box room wanking into a sock. That's my mental picture. (laughs) That's always what gets me through. (laughs) Some people comment random stuff about me and sometimes it makes me laugh. Like Someone commented the other day, I love that Chloe Brockett embraces her lazy eye. I've not got a lazy eye. (laughs) That is such a low-key mugger. (laughs) I have the other day. You've done well for yourself um, after just sucking off your boyfriend on the telly. I've sucked anyone off on the telly, but I don't mean I don't suck anyone off. You've done well. It's not funny though, is it? But it is like you really—you've got to laugh. You've got to, mate, because otherwise you'd cry. Um, you've got to imagine them in their mom's box room, wanking into the sock. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. Or with the fish fingers, whatever it does, whatever 
image does it oh. for you. Um, and final question. Thoughts on Phil as cosmetic surgery for young girls. Do you see yourself as a role model? It's a hard one because obviously when I first started on Tawi, one of my one of my problems actually was I'd done an interview, I was 18, I spoke about every filler I'd had and all of a sudden it was like, Chloe Brockett's had this, this and this. And it just really felt like, oh, like actually I don't really want to advocate for that for young women because I don't want young girls looking and going, well, I need that then. But the truth is I have had filler and I would be a liar if I said I hadn't. I've had my boobs done, my hair's full of extensions and that's the truth. And I think that if I lied and went, this is completely natural, that would also be bad if not mm. worse. So yeah, yeah. it's like, I have had filler. I like the way my filler looks. Some people may say she had a bit too much and that's, that's people's opinions. It's not their face, it's mine. But what I would say is for young girls, do whatever makes you happy. Don't look at someone else. I don't follow these fitness bloggers and look at these girls that I don't know and go, oh, I wish I had their bodies. I don't bother because I'm, that's never going to be me. Yeah. But what I would say to young girls is if it will make you happy, get it done. Make sure you're going somewhere safe. Make sure you're of age and you go to a doctor and they're completely, you know, certified. But don't look at me and think I want to be like her. Look at yourself and find happiness in yourself. A really, really measured response there, girl. <laughs> um Okay, that's enough questions from my lovely followers. There were some great ones there. <laughs> Channeling the inner Michael Parkinson. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know before we finish, what mm-hmm. is next for Chloe Brockett? Like, is it more TV you want to do? Like, do you want to explore the podcast space more? You've dipped your toe into the world of fashion. Like, I'd be really interested if you have like a bit of a five-year plan. Yeah, so with me, I don't necessarily think like I want to do this, this and this, but I've always got goals that I set myself. So obviously the podcast was one of my goals. And when I look at it edited back, like I cried the other day watching the first edited episode. That's so nice. I was so happy and I feel like it's something that's been in my mind since last year. And when recent articles come out that I found completely false, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it now. And I haven't actually my own yet like a lot of people are like we can't wait to hear your truth and I haven't actually done that yet um I've just had guests on I feel like I'm waiting for the moment I feel like I know when I want to do it you know it's Um, a big thing it's a big thing and I feel like now I quite like speaking about other people's problems (laughs) so I'm like come on tell me all the gossip I'll just sit here and set the record straight and you're like getting the tea no I would I'm exactly the same we had Katie Price on here the other week, and honestly, like, she's just the most naturally entertaining and forthcoming person. And, yeah. like, I was sitting with my mouth open listening to her talk, and I was like, I could just listen to your stories all day. Girl. Oh, yeah, I love it's her. One, yeah, it's one of them. Like, when you get someone on who's, you know, interesting and forthcoming and funny and willing to give you that refreshing honesty, like, it is just a great listen. So I don't blame you, girl. I'd be fixated. Yeah, and then I think, other shows I'd want to do of course like I want to do some more shows and then I think obviously so what I'm launching at the moment which I'm really excited about is when I first started on Towie I am um, launched an eyelash brand so they was yeah. like strip and they're called Lash Out by Chloe B which I think is an unreal name um so recently Brilliant. my falling out I always wear uh, like individuals I think it's like to do with the weather like my lash girl said it's like a winter shed so I thought you know what this is a good idea because I can start wearing my lashes again put it on my social media ask people if they'd want to buy and they all jumped on it so we're actually in the middle of rebranding um so yeah we're gonna do it on a yeah, we're going to do that on a bigger scale, obviously, than when I first done it. But, yeah, I'm really excited about it. So I like having something to focus on and that's mine. And, obviously, I've got the design there. I've got everything I like about it. I just want to change some tweaks. So I'm getting that out there. Yeah, I'm excited. 
Good for you, mate. Honestly, little, you've always got something in the pipeline. Fingers in all the pies, Chloe. Yeah. I love that bit. There's a sort of stereotypical idea that everyone has about an Essex girl, you know? Um, and it's that she's always goes get her hair blow dried, big false eyelashes, like back in my day it was the vajazzle, the blah, blah, yeah. you know. Um, and the list is endless. Um, and it's just like a sweeping generalization that people still make. How does that how do you feel about that? Like, are you fine with the stereotypical SF girl vibe? Do you feed into it? Do you love it? Do you own it? Or do you like to think, you know, actually I'm a bit different and SF, like we're not all one breed? What's what's your take on that? You know what it is? It's weird, actually. So my first, it's, it's funny. So a funny story, I've got a name drop here. When I was younger, I used to do Piers, well, I used to assist someone who'd done Piers Morgan's hair. So Piers used to come in and have conversations with me quite often. And he was actually fascinated by the idea of the Essex girl. He would always say in the media that he didn't like them. Oh, they're all silly. They're all brain dead. But he was absolutely fascinated by them. And he'd been around Megan Ooh, McKenna. a little sneak. <laughs> Yeah, so he'd been around Megan McKenna recently and he'd come in and he was talking to me and he was going, like, and obviously I was young at the time as well. I'd always have my hair done, always have my nails done, just because, you know, I like it. And well, I'm he, gorge, why not? Yeah, and he went to me, you know what, Chloe? He said, being around you, being around Megan, I find Essex girls so interesting and so fascinating because they're all very business-minded, they're intelligent. Yeah. And I feel like the accent throws people off quite easily. But really, you know, I am an intelligent person. I'm 22. I've had several businesses, you know, some of them haven't gone right, but I've tried. And I yeah. think that, you know, I sort of feed into the stereotype quite a lot because it benefits me. And I feel like quite a lot of people do do that as well. I feel like people like the big hair and the eyelashes because it's endearing. It's something different, you know, and it's very much like, oh, you know, but some people might not have that where they're from. So they see us and they're like, wow, they look fun. They look cool. I want to get my hair done, you know. And I think that feeding into that stereotype has sort of helps me and benefited me in a way. I'm not saying I'm brain dead like some people maybe expect, but, you know, I don't necessarily hate that um, stereotype at all. Could be. I don't hate, like, the Geordie stereotype. Like, I like a drink. I love Greg's. Um, I'm certainly, like, family-orientated, you know. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't mind my stereotype either. Um Chloe, I've absolutely loved chatting to you. Um, as always, very grateful for you taking time out your busy schedule to come on. No, the thank you. <laughs> best of luck with your podcast, mate. But before you're very well familiar with this, it's not your first rodeo. Before yeah. I let you go, here at Vicky Pats in the Secret Two, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's only fair we give a che- cheeky nod to your lovely podcast. And I would like to know what your secret is to setting the record straight. My secret to setting the record straight is actually, I saw a quote and it was, someone else's opinion of you is not your opinion of yourself. And I actually thought, I spent so long listening to people's opinions and actually believing them that when I realised that what I think of myself means so much more and it actually has nothing to do with me, what these people think. I set the record straight in my own mind because I spent so long thinking how can I tell this person that that didn't happen or how can I tell that person that that's actually not what happened at all and this actually happened it drove me mad for quite a long time and once I realized actually I know my truth and anyone who's close enough to me also knows that then it doesn't matter if anyone else wants to believe something else that's completely fine maybe one day they'll see something different and have their opinion swayed but to be quite honest with you I don't really care because their opinion means nothing to me it's my opinion on myself that matters I read somewhere once um don't take advice from some no this is it hang on I got it wrong what is it <laughs> oh I know it 
don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. That's it. Um, <laughs> easy for me to say. Um, but that one really, that one really rung true to me because I sort of think, oh gosh, like like you, I spent so long being so worried about what everybody thought of us all the time, and still struggle with it sometimes. It's quite yeah. a natural human thing. And then I thought, like you know, like Sandra from fucking Barnsley or wherever she's from telling me what she thinks about my latest outfit or my latest career move or my latest post like would I go and say to her like oh Sandra how would you do this post differently like absolutely not she's got no no experience in my field you know she's so I think that one's a really important one that helped me kind of dissociate I think with some of the things that were being said about me online and some of the comments I get yeah, so I think, yeah, just I think setting the record straight, people often think it's like me sitting there for speaker going, this didn't happen and that didn't happen. And really, yeah. like, that's not the case at all, actually. As long as the record's straight in your mind, it really doesn't matter how wonky the record is in their mind at all. <laughs> I love that, Bea. Well, thank you so much for being a gorgeous guest. As always, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. Bye, Bea. Bye, Babs. Well, guys, that was the incredible Chloe Brockett, who is no stranger to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. We've had her back because she's so great, open, honest, and super self-depreciating. I do just love that girl. If you guys are loving her, please keep an eye out. Our podcast is out soon. And as always, if you're loving listening to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, please leave a review. Tell your mates. Do some of the nice podcasty things that helps our lovely little podcast grow. Thank you so much. Have a really great week. You deserve it. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.